Guys, welcome to the Healthy Six podcast, episode 17. I am joined by Kyle as always. And today we are going to be talking about the minefield of nutrition, marketing madness, and all about family. So something that you all relate to very, very strongly. Kyle, how are we doing? Very good. I enjoy these chats. Look forward to them. Mm. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this one as well. Nutrition, it's a good one. Same time every week. Something we spoke about literally last week and also before we hit the old record button, which we do quite a lot. We probably should just hit record, to be honest, because we talk all good stuff then. Um, but we spoke about like the fact that when we talk about nutrition, everyone always talks about macros and calories and eat whole foods and stuff like that. And it's something that we obviously agree with and we also put out all the time. But we kind of wanted to stay away from that um today in terms of actually the real the real facts of it because it's easy to get that information off things like google it's easy to get that stuff off of instagram and stuff but just talking and really an opinion-based conversation i think um today rather than facts and rather than even education but more thought-provoking isn't it yeah yeah 100 percent. especially when we get to the marketing on protein and how how the industry's sort of changed over the last three years, especially with the influx of influencers and TikTok and how that's actually changed the fitness industry and, and the food industry as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's a good place to start um, in terms of marketing because um, I was just saying how outrageous it was anyway. Um, so we obviously always tell people to eat protein and stuff, but this is something that you you put across for this conversation, but something that catches me out. I went to a petrol station Mm, three days ago maybe Sunday I can't remember what I did I did something stupid at the weekend end up in a petrol station bought a protein bar and it cost me like, like I say like three pound 20 and we were saying like how back in the day that was two pound two pound 25 club card yeah, price two pound flat and now all of a sudden we're paying 50 cent more and I know there's a cost of living crisis and obviously we've got inflation and stuff like that but actually thinking about it, how much of it is that and how much of it is the marketing for protein as a whole because I, yeah when you go to a shop or Tesco's and you're looking for a quick snack and you stood there in front of the confectionery section, me and you would be more inclined to grab a protein bar, right? Yeah. And I think this is where like marketers, obviously their job is to to convince people to sell. That's, that's why they're in that job. And because the, the industries, people do have less protein in their diet and it's become more apparent that obviously coaches talk about having a higher protein diet for body comp reasons and muscle protein synthesis and all that jazz but companies have caught on to that and that's why the first thing they'll do on a packet is put high protein and if you look at the back typically if they're just saying high protein and not giving you the amount of grams they actually specify in the packet there's a reason for it because it probably is not high high protein in in, in terms of what we could uh, consider mm. it to be um and also you look at it like that so let's say a, a grenade bar two three pounds 75 you can probably get a protein shake for a lot cheaper and have something extra on the side for similar calories. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? But then also you could potentially steer entirely clear of both of those yeah. and buy a Mars bar, save yeah. yourself some money, potentially match up your calories if your protein is looked after elsewhere. And that's really important as well. It's like, yeah, protein is convenience like or, or protein is often sold in convenience. But if you like a normal chocolate bar, just yeah and you can fit it in elsewhere in terms of hitting protein then don't be fooled because quite often i've gone to you know i don't know give you an example like the four finger kit kats which are absolutely elite they are elite to be fair but the, the first before i carry on how do you eat that how do you do you snap do you bite 
Oh, that is a question. I actually snap because I yeah. like to take it all in. Snap one finger at a time, right? Yeah. So living with the forces father is all about eating small bits at a time, saving mm. your food and conserving it. So small bits, little chunks. Yeah. Kit Kat. Yeah, for it. Anyway, but they're like 150 calories and a protein bowl will set you back to say 250. But if you've got your protein in elsewhere, that convenience food of protein, you've now gone over your protein goal, which is not an issue, but potentially spent two pound a day more doing it. 14 yeah. pound a week, six yeah. pound a month, it, you know. And it all adds up, right? It's it's yeah. like we were saying, there's there's other ways to to actually build out meals and stuff like that to get more protein in your diet without having to spend a lot more money. Um, like you just said there, if you're spending three seventy five a day on a protein bar alone, as well as all the other bits and bobs, it's, even protein shakes, like protein powders, have gone through the roof um, yeah. as well. I saw something so, high protein. It was like it was like sixty pound down to thirty pound. I was like, well, it's never been sixty pound. Like, who? What is going on? It's just mental that that's accepted now. To be honest, it, need protein regulators. Yeah, let's get. That's the new thing. That's the new thing. Ditching a healthy six Pod, podcast is over. We're off to protein regulate. It's just mental. <laughs> but especially like you said, before we go into building out the meals, you said about on the packets, they say high protein. Now, I can't remember the actual percentage, but there is a percentage where I think it's like all it has to be is a 20% increase on the original protein of that product before it becomes a high protein product. So like an example, like Weetabix, the normal could be like four grams of protein. If it goes up to 60 gra- uh, six grams of protein, so only two more, it can be considered high protein because it's yeah, the-, the high protein element is not how much grams you're getting. It's in comparison to the normal based product, especially on that marketing, like the cereals and nature valleys and the things like that. Like quite often we are being done by that. So you have to be really, really careful. Um, the way to think about it is if it says high, high protein, don't believe it until you actually see the numbers. Yeah. That, and, and make your own adjudication of that. I, I typically say anything that's roughly 10 grams per 80 to 100 calories is going to be higher protein. Mm. Um, and that's that's the sort of norm I go across. Um, anything under that, then it's not. If they're saying it's high protein, it's definitely not. Yeah, because remembering one gram of protein is four cows. So it's quite an easy way is if you're you know, out of 20 calories, are you getting at least two to three grams of protein is probably a good way to look at it as well. But um and obviously then not falling for those products if you don't need them, if you can build up your meals. And we were saying about how important, like, and you'll, I'll let you lead on this, but obviously a lot of people come on, on board and initially it's always, do I need to get protein shakes? Do I need a protein bar? Do I need supplements? Do I need this? I'm like, well, let's have a look. What do you normally eat at the moment? And they're like, well, I have cereal for breakfast and I have toast for lunch and then I have um, a lasagna for dinner. And you're like, well, No. You don't need supplements. You need to sort your diet out. You need mm-hmm. to start building your diet around the nutrition you set. But you're you're particularly big on this in terms of the way you do that. How do you lead your clients into that? So uh, I always look at obviously collecting the data first. I, I'm a big believer in not just setting someone up with something and actually gathering all the information before I make decisions. So like you said, like most people just don't fill out their meals adequately with everything they need. Um, so before I would even look at touching supplements, because obviously that's now an, an additional cost, is looking at how we can fill out meals to to get more protein in, um, to obviously aid their physique. Because like we always say, that 1% better thing, if you're gradually increasing your protein week on week, like not going from 50 grams to 150 overnight, because you're going to have some potential digestion problems. Mm. Um, but if you gradually go up 70 grams or 60 grams this week and then 70 grams next week, and all it could be doing is, 
having half chicken breast in, in your, your meal now per, per evening or adding, don't know, two eggs with your, your piece of toast. Um, and rather than having three bits of toast, you have one bit and then you have some eggs on the side. And it's just changing your, your nutritional profile um, to make it hit certain numbers. Like, But obviously with social media, with the fear of missing out, that FOMO, people like go, oh, protein shake, protein bars, like protein yogurts. Protein yogurts are great. I love them because for me personally, they've made, I don't like Greek yogurt necessarily, although mm. you can make your own flavor some Greek yogurt. I just simply don't always have the time to do that sort of stuff. Um, I'd rather just grab an Arla because I enjoy them and go. So that's yeah. like, for me, that's like grabbing a bag of sweets. I actually enjoy them. Um, that's supplementation though, isn't it, right? Because a supplement to a good diet, it's not the be all and end all of your diet. Yeah, so that's why I always say to people, like just because I'm grabbing a protein yogurt and I like protein yogurt doesn't mean you need it. This is just something I like to chuck blueberries in it and I'm done, like that's my little thing. Um, but I also pack out my meals elsewhere to get a bit more protein in so I don't have to have a carb killer bar and things like that. Okay, the, the, packing out a meal then, what does that mean to, to the average Joe? What does that mean? Because I, I, I don't think I do it. I have a protein source with every meal. And I have a carb source and I then have a fat source, but I wouldn't say I pack out my meals for bonuses. So what does that mean for others? Yeah. So like the, on, not last night, night before I had a naked burrito um, dish, which basically was a burrito, but without the, the wrap. Um, and I had beef in it. So that, that was my protein source, but also to get extra protein in, I was using beans, there was chickpeas in it, um, a few pulses, um, just giving me an extra five, 10 grams. Now it's not a mass amount, but if you're doing that frequently over the day, it's going to add up. And then it adds or, up over the week. Once a day, again, seven times a week, that's 70 grams of protein over the week, 280 a month, et cetera. Like it's, it, it does add up, doesn't it? Like, so beans, lentils, pulses, chickpeas, they're all very, very good for building out and, and adding on to those foods because they act as supplementation to your protein source, right? And they cost 70p. And 70p. That's what you just Googled, isn't it? I see you typing. Yeah. I've opened the chat box yeah. waiting for a message. Okay. Here. What did I miss? uh tesco's chickpeas in water 70p and that's 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 a fair whack we always add chickpeas to a curry mate yeah chickpeas in a curry a little bit of a bonus Mm -hmm. and And you can't like you can't really taste them like i'm i'm not i wouldn't say really fussy but i used to be really fussy um ella will vouch for this um and i've added things in over time but i've like shadowed them in the food so that you don't really taste them it's just like all right didn't you didn't even know that was in there yeah um, and then all of a sudden it becomes second nature um one of my clients actually we were talking about this yesterday she's really she's a really good cook and, and she's she's someone that also gives me ideas on this sort of thing because she enjoys cooking like from scratch on everything um and she was sharing in our whatsapp group yesterday like ways to like pack out curries with stuff like that and how to change up um different variations of your food to to just add in small bits um yeah. And you don't have to be a professional cook to add them in either. They're, they're quite, no. quite simple. It's about that effort, isn't it? And I think this is why it becomes a minefield, isn't it? Because there's so much going on. And there's so many things that you could do, but everyone tries to do everything at once or skip all the basics and stuff like that. It's why with my guys that like particularly refined at the moment is a roadmap processor when they sign up is not to try and go and do that elite level stuff, which is supplementation, you know, like, that's the point is supplementation is to be the top of the pyramid. But actually when people start struggling with things, we go back to the bottom. Well, are you doing all these things consistently still? No. Well, back you go back down there, mm. get that done. Once you can do that consistently for two, three weeks, then let's add in those next steps and you will progress. Like you will. Um, well, that's why I always say to people like you, you 
typically don't have to make too many changes with someone's diet straight away to see results. They just need to want to do and be willing to do the basics rather than going straight to that point. Like you said, like supplements is the way at the top of the pyramid. But that's the first thing people want to do because it's that nice, shiny object, that that fancy thing. It's like it seems too good to be true and too logical that they think that that's what's what needs because to be they've done. never done the basics before mm. but they've also never taken this shiny object so they assume the shiny object is what gets it right but it's not um but that's why it's a minefield and that's and i was having a conversation with um danielle earlier the, so if anyone that missed it our new coach who's helping the current phase of the healthy six guys and we was talking about fakeaways um and how that falls into diet culture and and we'd seen a bit of bashing of fakeaways shouldn't you know shouldn't use that that terminology it's a negative term and stuff but I don't know if I wholly agree with that. What do you think? Like, is fake always a negative term? Is that a good term? I think if it gets people away from having loads of takeaways, like, I'm all for it. Like, it's one of those things, isn't it? Like, it's, we're, we're such a, a culture-driven society in terms of the way we do things um, that, like, as soon as you break away from the norm, people always have an issue with it. Um and fake aways, like it's just making a, a bit of a tastier meal from a meal you would normally go and buy on a night out anyway, or fish and chips. That would just help, right? So, yeah, yeah. We, so had fish, is... we had fish and chips last week, and it, I think I had to remortgage the house to, to get it. Mental, isn't it? We yeah. and, and also, we had fish and chips. Beth and I had fish and chips ages ago. Like We went to the coast and got some. Um and we've both been eating really well and, and you know it was like not we don't we don't use this reward food, we're not dogs, but you know, we had um like this mindset of like, you know, we'd we'd relax, our calories were way in check for a deficit, so we're gonna have fish and chips at the seaside. Mate, we both left there after spending like thirty quid on two people's fish and chips, just feeling dreadful. Like straight yeah. away feeling yeah. dreadful, like because of all the oils and fats. And that's yeah. why people don't get it. But actually, if you're gonna do something like that, you it's cheaper quicker and far more rewarding and you will get long-term gratification from it by doing it at home and that's all we mean by the term fake away like homemade nandos love it no nandos isn't particularly bad anyway you can fit nandos into nutrition anytime yeah, you want yeah. if you're sensible it's, it's one of our go-to's homemade uh, pizzas on a tortilla wrap like you can reduce calories even and then make yeah. it more interesting like make it more flavorsome because i always say to people like if you have a pizza if you order dominoes you I don't know anyone that's not stuffed after demolishing a proper large pizza at Domino's. It's one of those things. Like, but you can do it yourself with less dough and have a more flavoursome pizza and enjoy it a lot more. Yeah. And reduce calories. It's, and like something that we wanted to talk about on this was how that works for family. Because how often do you hear families, you know, eat Chinese or Indian or whatever, and their kids don't eat it, or use a fussy child, like by the sound of it, with eating? I don't know. Yeah, I would. Um, but doing it at home as a fake away, you can make that fit for the whole family, so you're saving money. Like, and often people think this like coaching and challenges and healthy eating is expensive, but what they fail to count is the extra money that they spend each month on a takeaway for four people. Mm-hmm. And like you say, yes. if I spent 25, 30 quid on a fish and chips and you said the same thing, you could do that just four times a month, once a week, which is not that high in terms of an regular people having a takeaway. If you're now spending that on kids, let's say 40 quid, you're 160 pound down a month. But you could make six fake ways of that. So you could have yeah. or eight fake ways for that. Easy. And you could have two a week that keeps you on track with your nutrition because you're getting the more enjoyable foods throughout your week. And that's why we believe quite strongly in that 
sort of that nutrition side of things in terms of making it work for you but this diet culture or more importantly this anti-diet culture it's ridiculous if you need to lose some fat because you're unhealthy or unconfident then unfortunately whether you want to say it's a lifestyle change or a diet the diet is the food you consume you either have a balanced diet that works for you you have an unbalanced diet that works for you or you have a diet that doesn't work for you but at the end of the day, if you're losing fat, you're on fat loss. If you're building muscle, you're building muscle. Like, it doesn't matter what people think and what it's branded like in the social media world. That is inevitably and unfortunately exactly what you're doing. So making these things working for you, like ditching the supplements, getting real foods, packing out your, your meals with beans, lentils, pulses and chickpeas and stuff is important. And then if you need the supplementation, then you can use it to, to help them yeah. because yeah. it's an add on. It's a top up. It's an all of a sudden you've saved yourself 50 quid a month. You've got loads of fakeaways, lots of good food. You're hitting your protein goals. You've got fat loss. You're getting your supplements. So you now reach that shiny object because you've been consistent and you probably save 50 quid a month. Yeah, I think it's one of those, like, especially with the diet culture, people, it's always got to suit people's narratives. But like, especially with fat loss, it's not, it's a phase, right? And when we talk about it as a phase, it's a period of time. You're setting a time frame to go and just get it done and put yourself in a deficit like just just do the work in that and stop dragging it out because a lot of people tinker on the edge and they try and do fat loss and they they try and be in a deficit and then the deficit's all of a sudden 12 16 months because they've never actually been in it consistently um interesting what's your thoughts then so you know we we always talk about um like we always talk about longevity Mm -hmm. healthy is always about longevity 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 right Take it slow and steady wins the race. And I'm a firm believer in this for some people, and this is always individual. What about those people that just need a rocket up the arse to get on with it in four weeks and lose eight kilos? Where do you sit on that? Like massively. So funny enough, and I think she might listen to this, she might not. One of my clients, she's phased into it, um, been yo-yoing, done really well so far. Tinkered on the edge, like losing, like really good place. But her check-in last was a bit not excuse driven, but it was, it was more, she just needed a bit more of a, 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 not a sterner message, but just a bit more of a, like, let's do this. You've said you, this is what you wanted. Let's do it now. And I sent her feedback, video feedback saying like, I'm going to give you the good side of coaching. and I'm going to give you a bit, bit of a harsher side of it. And the, I got a video message back from her saying like, thank you so much for that. Like, that's what I needed. And she's like, I, I I totally agree. I just need three to four weeks where I work hard and just go for it and focus on me, my time. Um, and if you speak to people like that and you say, look, we're just going to work for X amount of time and just go for it, see what you can do. And then once we've done that bit, we can then do a reverse diet. Or if you want to extend it by a couple of weeks and you feel like you're you're in the mojo, we can do that. Like the options are uh, are all there. But yeah, I I do think people, we're, we're in a world where people want to make reasons and reasons they can't do things and there's always something in the way and and sometimes you just need to say people look you you either want it or you don't and you've got to show yourself like we're coaches we're here to guide you coach you through etc we can't do the work for you because we'll be working bloody tirelessly if so yeah exactly exactly but i did it with someone else yesterday as well and similar thing you come in you know he's been struggling he's had a b c blah 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 like you say um excuse driven and it, and actually his was excuse driven something happened and he used the victim card um i know he won't listen to this but i told him this in person 
um, and it was this and A, B, C, D, and this happened and blah. And, and I'm like, mate, let's get down to the bare facts here. You have committed to this process, whether it's in finance, whether it's in your brain, whether it's in promise agreements, you've committed to this process. Let's do something about it. Let's go and smash some progress in four weeks, right? Four weeks takes us up to what? 15th-ish of December, 10th of December, a few weeks out from Christmas. But what if there's these people that I said, if you went and worked hard and did more, for five weeks you could lose five kilos or 10 kilos, depending on who you are. And then we slow down for Christmas. Then we're a little bit aggressive again. And then we go into the maintenance. No one said your fat loss had to take a long time. You've just got to learn how to maintain it. If you do it over a long period of time or a slower period of time, it's easier to maintain, sure. But actually, if you're a bit of an aggressive, competitive person, pull your finger out, stop doing the bare minimum that you've been asked to do and get on with it. And you'll the feel problem it. With, the problem is with slow dieting as well. Is if, yeah, it's a, you've literally got to accept the fact you're going to be dieting for a long period of time and you, your results are going to be slower. And you've got to have that mindset of long term. You can't think so short term with it. Like with with a short term fat loss phase, you are literally gonna see a drop over a steady period of time. Um, whereas long term dieting, if you're not in a, a large deficit and you, you're actually taking it over months, 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 then yeah, unfortunately, it's you've got to think long term. And 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 the problem is with that is a lot of people are shiny object driven especially yeah. with social media. So you see someone else doing well and you're like, right, I need to actually change tactic. I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. And those people tend to, to struggle with it a bit more. Um, and that's just from, from obviously what I see. And, and like you said, we, we work with individuals. So we always look at people's history of dieting and, and stuff like that. And we match the process up to them. But most people generally just need a bit of a, a harsher not harsher talking to you, but that they pay for accountability, right? Those two conversations we've had, those two people would have probably, if they were doing it on their own, gone, it's not, it's not for me or, or let those excuses. Yeah. I think harsh is the right word though, but they need to be harsher with themselves. Yes. Take responsibility. Like I always ask this question. I ask this question to everyone. And I say like, when they're struggling, I was like, okay, right. If I asked you to help me with fat loss from what I've taught you, the science, would you be able to help me? Yeah, I've educated people enough to know how to lose fat, right? They know how to do it. So I say, what would you tell me? What What would you get me to do? If I said I needed to lose five pounds in five weeks, what would you get me to do? Well, I'd pull back your calories. Yeah. And I'd increase your output. Yeah. I'd make sure you're sleeping well. Yeah. Manage your stress. Yeah. Train four to five times a week. And then I'd adjust each week. Right. Okay. Do I do that for you? Yeah. Why are you losing fat? No. There you go then. What's missing? Because you just told me I've done those steps. So what? So have a conversation with yourself. Do more, which is a massive digression away from just the nutrition of minefield of nutrition. But actually, is that it? Still comes back to that: do what you say you're going to do. Like mm-hmm. I've got four clients that are going to photo shoot. One's just finished. Um, three coming in on Saturday, coming in hot, looking incredible. All of them. The amount of conversations I've had with them this week where they're like, "Oh, fuck, I don't want to do it." I feel terrible. I'm lethargic. I'm tired. I've got to be on that bloody stairmaster again. I can't have any water on Friday. You know, all these things, right? All these sacrifices. But every time I said, you don't have to do it. You can pull out if you want. No chance. No. Because they've and got you find that. out a lot about yourself. 
because they've got that shiny object, mm. which they think is a photo shoot. They think it's photo. It isn't. It's the pride of doing something that pushed them their comfort zone. But they've set the I've set this photo shoot as the as the holy grail. They've got to achieve this photo shoot. But that's not the win. The win is the discipline. They will be buzzing when they finish. They won't even see the pictures. Yeah, yeah, just the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But when I tell them they can quit, they can quit. But why are they like this, but the other people aren't? Is because they've not got that shiny object driven. But that shiny object could be wearing your Christmas dress and feeling incredible could literally be shining. It could be staying off the alcohol for six weeks, you know? But we have so, to we have to create shiny objects in our own processes and we have to create shiny objects as targets. And as soon as we're target driven, we're more successful. Going to any business in the world, they've got targets. Yeah, hundred percent. KPIs like that. in the world, targets, footballers, yeah. targets, uh, Olympic athletes, targets. Comes to fat loss, we're not allowed to set targets. No, Sorry. it's mad, isn't it? Get to and it's hard. um I um I like hundred percent agree with that. Like I was talking to uh, I was talking to Elle actually about targets the other day. Um I I literally messaged her, I was at home and I was like, What do you actually want to achieve in life? Like what what is your goal? And just from a relationship standpoint, it's it's good to actually understand what each other wants to achieve in life because it allows you to see where you're both at, see where you are, see what needs to be done. Um and like you said about targets for fat loss, like one thing I, I try and do with people as well is if a lot of people have, especially with some of the age group that I train, things that they used to wear that they like liked wearing that it doesn't fit anymore. So I say, look, take a photo with you in that dress or in those jeans. And they're like, I can't. So I said, yeah, take the photo. And then literally over the process, keep taking photos. And I'm sh- I, I guarantee you it will do up if you follow the process. And, like, and they get to it and then they put the shirt on and like, or the dress and they're like, wow, thank you very much. It's like, it can be done, um, but like you said, the work the work's got to be put in. Um, and I and we are in a bit of a sticky world where I think people want people want things to be more efficient now, more quick fixes, little tips, but they forget that they actually just need to do the work most of the time. Yeah, hundred percent. Or I don't mean they forget. I think they neglect. Yes, yes. They know they have to do the work because they have to do the work to keep their job. They have to do the work to get a promotion. They have to do the work to raise their kids. They have to do the work to make money in their business. Mm. But their body gets, it's neglected because it's hard work. You get less gratification. There's no real tick list as much as we create them. We don't see any real change immediately. But in four weeks, we would, or three weeks, we would. And sometimes for some people, like I'm lucky, like two weeks of dieting, mate, and my body changes massively. Yeah, like, same as mine. Because I'm aggressive. Because I ain't dieting for six months. Now, no, I, I, I enjoy hitting the hitting the switch when I do it. But I've been dieting now. I did five weeks, had two weeks off, and then done four weeks, and I've dropped like nine kilos. You know, like I was going to say to you actually, we've got to start doing these calls topless. Topless, mate. It's December. There's a cost of living crisis. It's November. Actually, you got no chance. Freezing, mate. That's the problem with losing fat. Um, but yeah, there is hard work to be done, and the nutrition is a minefield. But staying in that level of roadmap we're talking about, do the basics first, then add things on. If you stop doing the basics when you add the things on, then they're not working for you. You need to go back to basics. Like there's a base level for a reason. That's how yeah. we get there. That's how we take those steps. So really important. Um, and then obviously- going back quickly to that family-based meal um, and like 
making it like fakeaways and stuff like that. One thing that will be really big if you obviously have a family is if you can make something of that fakeaways. I've got a client. He he has like a pizza Friday with his daughter where they they make pizzas together. Like it's a like they pretend it's like a restaurant and they they dress like put their aprons on and do all that. And like they they love it. They really look forward to it and they've made it part of them and. But it's not just like ordering a Domino's. It's costing them about 200 quid. Um, they're making pizzas, nice and healthy, nutritious pizzas. But also they're teaching their daughter how to cook. And these these skill sets, they're going to serve them a purpose in life. Um, I, and I hand on heart say, uh, when I was at university, if it wasn't for Ella, I would, <laughs> I'd be very malnourished and no, nowhere near where I am today. Like yeah. when, I, when I went to university, it was a wake-up call. Unfortunately, my mum mummed me because I'm the youngest and... I was very busy when I was younger, so I was didn't really take the time and effort to learn how to cook, and I didn't have much of a attention span for it. Went to uni, lived off microwave rice, microwave baked beans, and microwave. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was like bird's eye crispy chicken. For what about a six vibe months. that is! I'd kill yeah. people like that right now. Yeah, and then um, and then I met Ella, and then she started cooking for me, and it was amazing. But I slowly, and it's only been recently, the last two three years. Uh, and it's an identity thing. I, I I always kept saying I'm not very good at cooking, not very good at cooking. And never actually just went, Kyle, you're just going to cook, for God's sake. Like, just crack on. Yeah. And the last two, ever since I came to my own house, I started experimenting with food. And the one thing for me was confidence about not, I didn't want to kill Ella, basically, with food poisoning. Um, And then we did um HelloFresh. Ella said, let's do HelloFresh together. And, like, you can learn. That helps, food. doesn't it? Yeah. Like, it, it teaches you so much. I think. They are yeah, expensive, but it does massively. help. The, the nutritional profile on them isn't great either. But from a learning curve, if you're young and really struggle with food and cooking, do it. We did it for two months and I learned so much. I, I now cook bream, fish. Like I, I can do it all. I, I feel really good. I love cooking. Um, I really enjoy it now. Like, like I get a bit fancy with it. Um, not that I'm amazing at it, but for me and Ella, it, it, it's allowed us to change our food choices and make it interesting. Um, and I think if you can... as like one thing I want to do if I have a family or when I have a family is, is make sure that my child gets immersed in the process as well. So that over time they build these good foundations because that's where it all comes from. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, hello. I'm having a little yawn, mate. I'm having a little that's yawn. That's what happens when you're on a podcast with me. Oh, uh, no, it's not that, mate. I've um, I got up at silly o'clock this morning to go and do cardio and I got there and my body was like, nah, so I had to do it after. So I've been up for ages and uh, a lack of water but again this is what i'm saying you hit the work hard right you yeah. do you do your shift to get your results so it's not always hunky-dory um but it pays off so yeah really important one today guys about nutrition mainly as a minefield but we we definitely diversified into actually do the stuff that you said you was going to do um and work hard because if you don't work hard you're not going to achieve what you want and you're just going to ch- you're going to you're going to work hard at points and not work but you're always going to be in the process and it's going to be frustrating. Whereas if you put in a shift and you get the work done and you, like I say, you've got six weeks till Christmas. So many of you could be six to 12 kilos down. If you just shifted some work, like change the work ethic, look after the health, which we're going to talk about more depth next week. So we're going to be talking about all the metrics of health and managing that. Um, so really and also it's easier to do it now than it is to do in like literally that Christmas week. So get ahead of the curve. Yeah, do the do the work now, literally for the next three weeks. Four weeks. And you build the habits as well, right? Because if you're doing it now and you're building the habits when things are a little bit harder, imagine what you can achieve when it's 
easier in January when people are not doing as much. There's not as much alcohol. There's not as much temptation. So do that shit now and, and life will become very easy in comparison. So unless you've got anything to add, Kyle, I think that is... No, that was a wonderful one. Smashed yeah, out of the good. park. Episode 17, the mindfield of nutrition and do the shit you said. I'm going to get a balloon for the 20th. So yeah. It's in the background. Yeah, yeah. Love that. Yeah, a lot of time for that. Guys, see you later.